0: the worship sounds great today. Thank you. Let's give it up for the worship team. You guys are doing amazing. I know somebody who uh, loves worship who's back with us is Gabe Algara, who's back from Bali. And he is uh, fired up, probably not fired up to be back, but he had a great visit. If you're visiting, his wife is over there waiting for her visa to come back. And so uh, we're just happy to have you back, bro. Uh, you have been an inspiration for us, even for 2019. You weren't here to hear about it, but uh, we're grateful to have you back. Uh, for many of you who may not know that we like uh, citrus trees in this church. And uh, you're not going to get a tree update today, but... Aaron Aaron husband's mom has a pink grapefruit tree and there's a bunch of grapefruits outside on the little uh kind of like countertop out there. So if you want to grab some on the way out. And her first words to me were, I hope you're not disappointed that my mom's tree is way better than yours. That wasn't what Aaron said. She's that's just what I heard, right? But uh it was uh she, I'm just fired up. She's wanted to share, so enjoy uh, your fruit there. And we're excited about our Simplify series today. The title is All Your Mind. Amen. And we're going to talk about what does it mean to love God with all your mind. And I looked up the word mind in the New Testament. It comes up 73 different times. I realized as I was about halfway done with this, that this is probably a whole series that we're just doing one lesson on. Yeah. So maybe it's a preview of something in the future, but I pray that you can take the time to really study it out and make it you, your, your your convictions there on loving God with all your heart. And this is the scripture, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. And let's pr- pray with me as we get started. Father, I pray, I thank you for this time, God, to be together, to be in your word. Thank you for your spirit. I pray that you help us, God, to focus our minds on you, God, that we can we can think about you, that we can love you, that we can love your word, that we can be open to hearing your words today. I pray you get me out of the way so that you can speak. We love you. We pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Imagine loving Jesus with all your mind all the time. That in everything you think about, that you're thinking the same way that Christ thinks. When you meet someone for the first time, you look at them like Jesus. Amen. When you're driving on the road, you look at people like Jesus. When people sin against you, you forgive them like Jesus. And what, I'm excited to, to, to study this out today. We're gonna look at a passage. We're not gonna really dive too deeply in here, but I love this in, in, Luke chapter 8, with the demon-possessed man, that he had lived his life giving his mind over to all the wrong things. And he ended up alone. He ended up ostracized from everyone who ever loved him. He ended up bound by chains, which can be symbolic of sin. That everything that he wanted to do in life, he didn't do. And even when Jesus come up, came up to him, the only thing he could say is, get me out of this. You know, send them away. You know, and that's a picture of the world. When you look into the scriptures, it says that the whole world is led astray by the evil one. That every single one of us have been led astray by our mind and which, in fact, led to the rest of our lives. And that the only way, biblically, that we can be set free is if Jesus opens up our minds. He said that you can explain the gospel to someone, and if Jesus doesn't remove the barrier, then they can't understand. And that was me for so many years. That was you for so many years until Jesus came, and then all of a sudden, it made sense. There's a scripture when Jesus walked after his resurrection that they were not understanding. And it says that he just opened up their minds so they could understand all the scriptures that talked about him. And you can just imagine, wow, life finally makes sense. Everything that Jesus did was so confusing to his disciples. It seems like this whole ministry and finally they... They had that moment of clarity. And I pray that today that we have some of those moments of clarity. And in Luke 8, it says, I'm going to read a little excerpt from this story. It says, when those tending the pigs saw what happened, they ran off and reported this in the town and the countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they found the man of whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, Dressed and in his right mind. And it says they were afraid. (laughs) But the picture of the man who was out of control in so many ways. And now he's sitting next to Jesus. He's at peace. He's at one with Christ. He knows that God loves him. He knows that there's a plan for his life. He Everything that he has gone through makes sense. And that's where we're at. When we're in our right mind, everything spiritually makes sense. Our suffering makes sense. The word of God makes sense. His, our purpose in life makes sense. And it said that he wanted to go to, with Jesus. When we're in our right mind, we want to be with Jesus. Amen. You know, we want to walk with him. We want to be next to him. And Jesus sent him to tell His family what God had done for him and he went out and ended up as you know many of you He told over ten cities what Jesus had done Because he was now back to His right mind You know what what a blessing it is to be able to be in our right minds because of Christ And yet even today I could sense it in the room even when we came in that there was a little funky And then as the singing went on and people started worshiping more and more, and then you go, wow, we even in the last hour, we've come more in our right minds because we can drift, right? right? We can be funky. We can get in, in, you know, our emotions can go all over the place. But my prayer today, my first point is we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ that he's given us his mind, that what we think about Is what we become. That if, imagine if you have your house and whatever you think about, first of all, just picture what did you, what have you thought about today? Just think about all the different thoughts that have come through your mind. Maybe you you were stressed about this or maybe you had a thought for your kids or maybe you're thinking about your schoolwork that you gotta get done or you're thinking about, you know, Maybe I should do financial peace because my finances are a mess or whatever it is. I forgot to do this. I forgot to do that. Imagine if you just thought for one day about Christ all day long. Imagine if your house represented your thought life. That whatever you thought about the most during a day, that would be like the biggest room in your house. You know, Jesus wants us to have a whole room that this is my Jesus room. I mean, I just thought about Christ so much that it's huge. It's like a basketball court in my own home. I have a mansion. And yet, for so many of us, that can be our worry room. Yes, come on. You know, that can be our, I'm not uncertainty about the future room. Or that can be my, you know, I'm not good enough room. Come on. Come on. Or my guilt room of all the times that I've messed up and I've sinned room. You know, and yet we have the mind of Christ. Everything that we do starts with what we think about. And my prayer today is that that we'll have some awareness and we will be able to take captive those thoughts. Amen. Amen. I remember the first time I ever had this thought in my mind that it was okay to be a high-level athlete and drink. Up until I was 14 years old, I never did anything, never partied or anything, because I just thought, that doesn't really go with being a good athlete. Right. And then I met this kid. His name was Rob Adams, and I saw him at practice. I remember the whole day, and he was the captain of the team, and he, he was talking about all of his exploits on the weekend, and I had the thought come into my mind, you know what? Maybe it's okay to party, and I could still be a good athlete. And from that one little seed, that became my life, that I actually became Rob Adams. And I was trying to be myself, but I actually became him. I just followed Satan's plan for my life. And it started with one little thought. What are the thoughts that come into our minds that can take over our lives? And I pray that we can make them follow Christ. Every sin begins with a thought. Before we act, before we do anything, we have a thought that we did not, we have, we haven't taken captive and we start thinking about and we ruminate on it and eventually it turns into sin. You can look in James 1, it tells you the whole process. And yet if we focus our minds on Christ, it's literally impossible to sin when you're focused on Christ. I mean, if you're filling yourself up with Christ to that degree, I mean, it just takes us down such a better road, doesn't it? Think about your your relationships as you have the mind of Christ. When you wake up and you think about, how can I treat this person like Christ? If you're in a disagreement, you could treat this person like Jesus treated you. You can see so many good things about them. Even when I don't like them right now, I can still see good things in their lives. When I am thinking like Christ, think about our conversations and the kind of way that we could build each other up if our minds were on Christ. Think for a minute about your job. If Jesus had your job, what would he think about your job? How would he feel about your going to work? You know, you think about, I'm sure he'd be thinking, wow, I'm glad I have a job. I'm grateful that I get to go to work today. You know, thinking about your coworkers like Christ. Thinking about all the ways that God is refining you and helping you to be more like Jesus because of your job. You know, because he says sometimes hardships come so that we can grow and be more like Christ. (laughs) So some of those things that maybe we don't like and we think about how terrible they are and how I can't wait till I retire. or Man, I got to go look and get another job like really fast. Maybe God is just trying to help you to be more like Christ yeah. and think about it in a different way. you know you know Richard talks some about our money and using our money to glorify God and not being stressed out about it all the time but i my prayer is that you can be convinced that you literally have the mind of christ right. in in first corinthians two sixteen it says that, The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things. But such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. But we have the mind of Christ. Because of God's Spirit, we have His mind. We can think the way He thinks. In Acts chapter 4, it says that they were of one mind. And did they all like the same sports team? No. Did they all dress the same way? No. Did they all drive... The same chariot or do they all whatever they did? No, they had the mind of Christ in the thing that really mattered. And the evidence was that they shared everything they had. That it wasn't all my stuff, it was ours. That it wasn't just about me, it was about you. And that was evidence that they had the mind of Christ. In, in Philippians 2, it's, it calls them to be one in spirit and one of mind. That literally in Christ, as his body, we are called and we can be one in spirit. We have the same purpose and the same heart because we're following the same Jesus. And we have the same spirit in our lives. Even Philippians 4, two with Udia and Syntyche, when Paul is trying to help them get along, he says, be of the same mind of the Lord. That when we are... Having the mind of Christ, it's impossible to continue arguments and disagreements and bitterness because we're focused on Christ. How can we hold a a grudge when we're focused on Christ? You know, we can't. Amen. So that's my point number one. We have the mind of Christ. And my challenge for you is to believe that. Ask yourself tomorrow, do I believe I have the mind of Christ? If you're anything like me, the answer is going to be probably no. Or not really. Or I don't sure I really agree with that biblically. You have God's Spirit who's speaking to you. You have the mind of Christ. You can follow Jesus. When Jesus said, come follow me, that wasn't like the invitation to feel like the biggest loser ever because you're never going to even do anything that I did. It was an invitation to think and feel and be like Jesus. They actually could do it. And you do too. When Christ is living through you, you do follow Jesus. And yes, there's probably a, a million ways that I don't follow Jesus, and that's where grace comes in. Amen. And if, you, if we're really honest, we all can focus our mind on Christ so much more today, tomorrow, and the rest of our days. Point number two, this is the challenge. Set your mind on Christ. Amen. Not just is Christ in you, not just did he call us to focus on him, but to set our mind on Jesus that there's an intentionality, that there's a focus, that there's a there's a desire of being and setting our mind on Christ that he calls us. So we're going to look at a few what I call golden verses in this area today. There are so many, like I said, 73 different verses. But here's one that's one of the, the big ones in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4 and 5. It says, On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. You know, Satan has set up strongholds in our lives, and he tries to set up barricades and, and little, little areas where he can rule. You know, maybe he, 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 I don't know where he goes after you. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but he tries to just tell us all these lies and make us feel like God doesn't love us, that he's not for us and that he wants, that he's opposing us. But he says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's just a power scripture, right? You think, man, we, just, we demolish things. You know, we get a sledgehammer, we just beat it down with Christ. We take care of the arguments, the stupid things that Satan throws our way. That we have that power that rose Jesus from the dead. That we just don't take it, that we give it back to. That we take it captive, that we choke it out by the word of Christ. That's the life that Jesus lived. Think when Jesus was tempted in the desert, what did he do? He fought it with scriptures. He fought it with scriptures. Mankind does not live on bread alone. And he followed it up with, Worship the Lord and serve him only. And finally, do not put the Lord to the test. In one of his stories, he said that my flesh is real food. That he was just eating up the word of God to demolish Satan's strongholds. My challenge and encouragement for you today is to... Put the word of God in your heart so that you can live a life where you demolish Satan's arguments. That you take down the strongholds. That you just don't accept, well, that's just the way I am. That's just what I believe for my whole life. That's just what my family did to me. That's just where I go in my simple nature. Enough! Come on. Take Come on. it down by the word of God. Amen. Come on. Don't be victim to Satan's attacks don't give, don't think about all the ways that He's taken you out. Think about Christ. Sometimes we think so much and we can detail our sin and how we sin and how we get into it. And we spend all of our time thinking about that rather than thinking about how do we get out of it? How do we fill up with good things? How do we walk with Christ so I don't even get tempted because I'm filled up with Him? My, the Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. Let's hold on to Jesus' teachings over our emotions, over our bad days, over our moodiness, over whatever, over our arguments. Let's hold on to Christ and take captive every thought that comes our way. Amen. You know, uh, some of you may have seen the movie "Remember the Titans." But one of my favorite scenes is when the coach comes in and he says, this is it. I don't want them to gain one more yard. I want you to be a stone wall. I want them to remember the day they played the Titans. And I pray that today we can have that spirit that Satan won't gain one more yard in your heart. That you won't entertain one more temptation without fighting it with the word of God. That you won't just give in to your emotions, but you'll take them to Jesus and you Amen. will hold on to the truth. Right. That you won't hold on to bitterness, but you'll get it out to God and you will resolve your issues. Right. That we can be a church where Satan doesn't get one more yard. Amen. That's the commitment that Jesus wants us to have, to take every thought captive. Imagine that in our pride. If every time I was tempted with pride, I said the scripture, God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. And every time I felt like I was doing something great or I felt like I was better than someone or I was judging someone, I would just say, God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. What do you think would happen? Get opposed. I'm, I would either get opposed, but hopefully I would be more humble. <laughs> if I never let it get away. Imagine if you're struggling with sin, like you're struggling with smoking and you have that urge and you're just you're frustrated and you're getting anxious and you could feel it coming on and you would just, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That every time you had that temptation that you went to Jesus. How do you think you would do? How do you think your day would go? How do you think you would feel about your life because you're attacking Satan? Yeah, you might fall down here and there, but there's a spirit that gives life when we're using the sword and not just using our seal, not just hiding and trying to block everything, but we're attacking Satan with the word of God. Imagine any any doubt that we've ever had if we would confront that with Scripture. Any time that selfishness came our way, I mean, that would be huge. Any time I would think about myself, think about my own needs, Think about what I want to do. Think about if every time I did that, if I just prayed for one of you. I mean, you guys would be just floating on the clouds with all those prayers. (laughs) Because it would be not just, oh, let me think about how to encourage myself. It was like, I want to encourage you. Every time I think about myself, I want to think about you. Every time we felt insecure Mm. that we thought about Christ. You know, the 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 brothers, the single brothers, we started getting together and we memorized the scripture. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And we just said that every time we felt insecure. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because he has put to death the law of sin and death. I don't have to feel guilty for that. I'm perfect in Christ. And one of the brothers said, you know, I don't believe that. Well, there you go. That's your homework. <laughs> no condemnation. Really believe it. Hold on to it. Make that who you are and who I am. And insecurity would just go away. Cuz that's about us anyway, right? Yeah. I just wrote down a few that come to my mind. And my chal- my encouragement for you is to think about what are the what are the strongholds? What are the the ones that get through your defenses that you think about and Satan throws in there and you go, well, that's a good point. Yeah, you're right. That that didn't go well last time. I remember that. And you start entertaining. These are for me. I can't do this. That comes into my mind a lot. Right? It starts getting challenging or there's a lot of things come on. I just go, oh, my gosh, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Yes, you can. Because God wouldn't put you in a situation that you couldn't do. He wouldn't put you where you couldn't find a way out. He will give you the strength to get through it. It's too hard. That's kind of the baby brother to I can't do this. I can't do this. It's too hard. Nothing has seized you except what is common to man. If God is for us, who can be against us? If he didn't spare his own son, how will he not also give us all things? Romans eight thirty four. I don't have what it takes. i never done this before. First John 4, 4, The Spirit who is in us is greater than the Spirit who is in the world that we have overcome already. Amen. That the Spirit we have is more powerful than whatever our fears are or whatever our insecurities, whatever our doubts, whatever the arrows that get through us. My encouragement is to Take them captive and make them obedient to Christ. Don't just try to get them obedient to Christ. Make them obedient to Christ. Make your mind go to the scriptures and challenge your own mind. It's either what I think or what the scriptures think. Either I am more than a conqueror or I'm not more than a conqueror. Either the Bible is right or it's not right. And I don't mean to oversimplify it because I know this is a lifetime effort. Yeah, come on. Yeah. When the disciples had, were afraid in the boat, what did Jesus say? Oh, you of little faith. You could translate that. Love God with all your mind. Even though you're freaking out to know that you're with Jesus. There's no fear with Jesus. Perfect love drives out fear, even though they were like literally with him. We are literally with Christ. If we are in Christ. It said he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I pray that we can realize the times when we're vulnerable. First Peter five said that Satan prowls around like a roaring lion. That he waits for us to be separated from the body. He waits for us to be tired. Yep. He waits till after the really long day to hit you hard. Come on. You know, after, I know for me, after I've had a really difficult talk with someone, like I'm kind of out of it for a while. Sure. Sometimes even a whole day. And when, I'm, when I start to feel in that place, I'm like, okay, I gotta really arrange myself so I don't get hit again this day. I gotta put that other one off maybe till tomorrow. You know, and you gotta realize when you, when you need, maybe, when you're tired, you know, you're even more vulnerable. You know, when you're, when you're angry, when you, you know, whatever, to know yourself so that you can take care of yourself spiritually, you know, mentally, like we're talking about today. Uh, you know, it's been a kind of a shocking uh, day here for, for many of you and, and for me as well. Uh, a lot of stuff happens in a day. But uh, as as uh, Darren prayed there, I mean, it hit me hard thinking about Kobe. You know, that just uh, in the prime of life, 41 years old, worth about $500 million, and it's all gone in a day. You know, I thought about Cesar Lopez and uh, his sister, who's a disciple uh, used to sell purses to Kobe's wife and had reached out to them for a long time. And, I mean, he's was he been praying for Kobe for years and years and years. He still does. And I just thought, wow, you never know when it's your time. One of the passages I've been reading this year is in Matthew 25 about the widows with the oil. Mm -hmm. And it says that, they w- they're they not going to know the time when Jesus comes back and calls them to be accountable. And so if they weren't ready, they were, they were left out. And I pray that we can take warning from things like this. This is a tragedy. I pray that we pray for the family. But in our own heart of hearts, we can be urgent for people. We can be urgent for ourselves that we never know when the day or the time may arise. And as we take our communion... One of the big ones in this area of the mind. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. When he pictured Jesus on the cross, that he was planning out a good, pleasing, and perfect will for your life it never hit me before that the transforming of my mind that God is trying to get me to see his good, pleasing, and perfect will. That when I'm in that place, that's where God wants me to be. You say, well, how do I get transformed? Well, get to that place where you see God's good, pleasing, and perfect will, that he loves you, that he wants the best for you, that he even likes you. He likes hanging out with you. And he has a perfect plan for your life that you are currently in if you're in Christ. I pray that we can keep our minds there and through the blood and body of Christ that we can renew our minds once again. That we can recommit ourselves to having the mind of Christ. That we can live in the moment that we don't have to fear the future. That we can focus on God and on grace and on his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Let's pray. And we'll take communion. Father, we are so grateful for this time. God, thank you that you've given us divine weapons that can demolish strongholds. Thank you for Jesus that he had a perfect plan, that you had a perfect plan for us, and that he was obedient to you. God, I pray that you renew us today, that you you, you, you help us to identify areas that we need to go after Satan's attacks. That you provide us with scriptures, God, from your word that may be buried in our hearts. Maybe we haven't thought about them in a long time, God, but help us to refocus our minds on you. God, I believe that in that, that you will uh, help us to live the lives that you want us to live. God, I know that in all of our efforts are in vain without Jesus. That we could try all we want, but without his blood shed for us, God, we could never do it. I'm so grateful that you have provided a way back home for us. God, help us to be uh, the prodigal sons coming back to you, the prodigal daughters coming back to you today. Help us even be the older brothers and the older sisters that may have gotten hardened and cynical that we're coming back uh. To you in the mind of Christ. We love you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.